welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is part three of our E.T. escape rooms. It. I, it's I, Only the first one is technically called the Escaping Terror Escape Drill. So I'll, I'll have you know, episode two was called the em- E.T. The Emergency Trip. Oh, I had no I idea. I found another thing that oh, isn't fine. nonsense that uh, E.T. can stand Ruin my work. So Whatever. who knows what this one will be called, other than <laughs> the fact that it won't be E.T. The Escaping Terror Escape Trail. In the room notes, I, I've just called each one E.T. The Escaping Terror Escape Trail and then a subtitle that is the name of another alien-based movie. Oh, but, really? That's yeah. fun. Like This one, very simply, is called Men in Black. Fun. Every episode, we have guests come on and play through an escape room that exists just as an audio thing, as a virtual space, as a combination of imaginations. And this episode, we have two new guests. First, she is the host of Liquid Courage Trivia on Twitch, Jay Borsom. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Bill and Danny. It's uh, really, really awesome to be here. Been a big fan for years. Yeah, we exactly. We've known each other for a while. It's weird that this is your first time on. Yeah, what's what's wrong with you that you haven't been on so yet? Gosh. Well, I mean, <laughs> this from is my your understanding, fault. you're you're a big important podcast that gets big <laughs> yes. important people. Oh, yes, quite. <laughs> and I'm not big important podcast people, but I appreciate the generosity nonetheless. And our other guest, uh, she is from the Film Reroll podcast, and also on Twitch at Oh Hey It's Kara. It's Kara Straight. Welcome. Hello, I'm really excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Honestly, Film Reroll is one of the ones that for uh, quite a while we've had random audience members be like, oh, hey, you should uh, hit up Film Reroll and do something together. That'd be a great oh. crossover. Ooh, that'd be a good cross. So now it's finally happening. So so welcome to the show. It does make a lot of sense. Like I, when I was listening to an episode to sort of get the vibe, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a better version of when <laughs> we tried to do puzzles. <laughs> For people who don't know what it is, do you want to give like a rundown of what Film Reroll is as a podcast? So the concept is we take famous movies and we play them as tabletop role-playing games. So the, the thing that our host Paolo Quiros usually says is movies have scripts, we have dice. In a movie, the writer decides whether or not Indiana Jones dodges a bullet or whether he gets hit. For us... If Indiana Jones fails his dodge roll, he's getting a bullet in the gut and he's going to have to deal with that for the rest of the episode. And it's going to be a real problem. And a lot of people in Cairo are going to die. Like a lot of people are going to die. My absolute shining highlight favorite from your show has been Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. It went spectacularly. And it was just so great having, oh, who's going to be the hero of this? Oh, you know, the lawyer. Everyone remember the lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's something that I'm kind of infamous for, which is like, I'm not doing it as a bit. It just is just what makes sense to me is that a lot of times I do what you're not really allowed to have your characters do when you're writing a screenplay. Just like, I can leave, right? (laughs) Like I can just, I can just not be here. And, you know, Donald Gennaro, not really up for this whole archaeological adventure thing. I'm just going to walk in the other direction. It was amazing. <laughs> it's perfect. And I suppose we didn't, we didn't fully cover it, uh, Jay, when I introduced you. Liquid Courage is, is a lot of fun on, on, on Twitch. Do you want to give a rundown of the sort of stuff that you do over there? Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, I, since the start of the pandemic, I decided to move my, my real-life in-person pub trivia experience online. Uh, we are up to five streams a week now, every Tuesday, Ooh. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Jeez, it's crazy, I know. Uh, but we do a variety of things, uh, a classic pub trivia format, for instance, every Thursday. I have a game that's similar to the UK quiz show Pointless uh, that we do every mm-hmm. Wednesday. Uh, I want it to be known that I invented Wordle before Wordle invented Wordle. And we do that on Twitch twice a week, every Friday and Sunday. Uh, And I just throw some stuff creatively at the wall every Tuesday. So one week it could be me, you know, speed running the ability to write 20 questions based on random prompts in real time. Sometimes I do, you know, something more of like a uh, who wants to be a millionaire style quiz show. Occasionally I steal an audio escape room from this podcast I know, like I did yesterday. (laughs) Ah, the infinite escape room, of course. (laughs) But yeah, no, it varies up uh, every Tuesday and I try to keep everything fresh and try to keep people entertained and and happy and and engaged and interactive. 
That's and my somehow, mobile. even though it's five days a week, it is so ridiculously high quality. Mm. Oh, you're so kind to say. I just sit here <laughs> in my basement and write stuff. That's where quality comes from. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> but when we have guests on the show, we always ask them the same two questions. Uh, the first is, this is an escape room show. What is your escape room experience? Jay, did you want to start? What's your escape room experience? Uh, yeah, sure, I can start. I've done uh, in, in real space probably six or eight escape rooms total. I have the absolute fortune of knowing a couple people that, that own and operate local escape rooms. Nice. Uh, I don't know if shout outs are allowed, but I'd love to if I could. Shout them out. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Brian Summer over at Clued in Escape Rooms in Wheaton, Illinois, and then the uh, Lamb family in Bolingbrook, Illinois, that own Escape Hour Room. Lovely. Love. And then just for the sake of balance, uh, both those rooms, they're terrible. Don't go to them. All right. <laughs> now, now we're 50-50. Now <laughs> and, and if they send That's us gonna stay 50 in. crisp dollars, I'll edit that out of the show. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Kara, wh what is your escape room experience? In real space, I've done exactly one. I would have loved to do more. I just have never, except for the one. But I, <laughs> this is going to sound like really over the top pretentious, but I promise you it was actually really good. The one escape room <laughs> I went to was actually uh, like an interactive art piece is how it was like an art experience. Mm. And it was about, um, it was a simulation of privilege Oh, privileged. this is so Rita we were, Olives. Was, was that Rita Olives? Yes. Olive yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Heard, heard mm. all about that huh. one. Read articles about it. Didn't do it because we just weren't around at the right time. But yeah, I've heard about that. That's a very uh, interesting first experience of yes. an escape yeah. room. That's very different. I, I got to... I met her at some other event mm. and just was fascinated because at the time I was doing a lot more live performance, as so many of us were years ago. Uh, and we, I just was so fascinated by it, um, that do, can I, can I say the hook? I mean, it's gone now. It's not going to, I can't. It's gone it now. Yeah, Give yeah. It a hook. The hook is that we got split into two groups right up top. We went to separate rooms and neither, none of us knew until the end that the rooms were identical, except that one of them had a couple key differences and I was in the the messed up room. Oh, and one of the key differences, for example, is that the entire room, except for one tiny square, was bathed in this dark red light. Oh. And there were there were a ton of puzzles that involved colors. And oh, so we had to no. constantly be taking pieces from one part of the room and running them over to this little square of mm. white lights. Oh, that uh, is so it, poignant. It was, I can't remember what the other, there were really only like two or three differences, but they ended up being so crucial. And then we had like a, as any good social simulation does, we had a debrief at the end. And I have to say, hearing about the experience from the group in the normal room, like even after they found out that <laughs> it was like a simulation with a, with an agenda or a purpose or whatever, they were still so smug. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well, we figured that puzzle out, no problem. Like, yeah, the lights were on in yours. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, seems so on brand for what it was trying to say, too. Right. It was really, it, I was stunned at how well it worked. It's an It was an amazing idea. And everything that I ever heard about it was that, yeah, it did exactly what it was supposed yeah. to be doing. And what I think is actually really, really smart about that is it would be so much worse and so much more of, you know, like those dumb videos you see online where it's like I'm going to explain privilege to kids by yeah. just like if it was all bathed in red light and it just was you couldn't do it mm. right the fact that it's like well, yeah. what are you complaining about you had the square yeah. that, that you could all, use all of you could the just opportunity was look. there for you like you could still solve the puzzle yeah. I don't know what you're complaining about you had all the access mm. we gave you a little bit of white light so you could do that is is the right like well yes technically yes yeah, sure we had that but look at how much harder it was to get to that exact spot to mm. do it like, you didn't have to think about it. Yeah, fine. And it's much, I think that's a much better way to implement that. Mm. That's really nice. But then again, yeah, I was really impressed. Rita hasn't sent us those $50. So uh, it's a terrible <laughs> room. Don't go. It's all, oh, what, a, what a bad piece of escape room design. We hate their work. So bad. Okay. Uh, and then the other element of this show is it is escape rooms mixed with a sort of tabletop role playing style of gameplay. We'll go the other way around again. Um, obviously, with film reroll, you'll have 
a fair amount of experience. But uh, Kara, what is your tabletop role-playing experience? I've been playing tabletop role-playing games on and off since I was like 15, I want to say. No, younger than that. That's when I first played D&D. But actually, the first one I ever played was the Star Wars RPG. Nice. At my local game shop. I was like 11 or 12. Uh, And then, yeah, I had some campaigns when I was a kid. Had a very long-running campaign as an adult, which actually about two-thirds of that campaign is what turned into the film Reroll. Oh. So in one way or another, I've kind of been playing with the same few people for like 10 plus years. Mm. Nice. Which has been amazing. It's not many groups who have the commitment to actually get that many games together over 10 plus years. Well, that's kind of, that's a little bit of why the reroll started is because our campaign at that point had totally dissolved Mm. because everyone was too busy and also someone tried to switch us from D&D to GURPS and someone, I'm not naming (laughs) names, it was me, was a big jerk about it. (laughs) But then, like, there is a very certain part of life where I just can't find as much time for, for socializing anymore. But if it's work... Oh, if it's a gig, uh, I'll do fair, a gig. And so we kind of tricked ourselves into making time to do RPGs by making it a product. Yeah. Which hey, is, it's you know, pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, Jay, what about you? What is your tabletop role-playing experience? Well, for me, I started as a big old nerd in the 90s, uh, picked up Advanced Dungeons and Dragons 2nd Edition with a couple friends from high school, played a couple campaigns with them for a few years, and then swiftly put it down when I reached adulthood until my kids (laughs) got into Dungeons and Dragons. So I've played uh, on and off with them a couple times. I have done two characters in my adulthood uh, that I absolutely love. One is Craig, the cooker of things and killer of that dragon that time. Lovely. (laughs) And then the other one I played uh, is a straight ripoff of Penny from the Magicians. Uh, their name is Telly Telekinesis Kyle, uh, because I can't, abs- I cannot avoid a pun musically when I can get one. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. I think we're good to get right into it. You, you, you ready? ready? Pen, paper, brain. Pen Locked and loaded. Let's do this. I'm, I'm terrified. Let's do this. So, to remind everybody, we just found our fuel and we tried to go back to our ship to repair it so we could head back to our alien home, only to find a mystery black van having taken our pod away somewhere. All right, Danny, whisk us away. Matt is weirdly good at tailing vehicles without them noticing. You follow the mystery van to a dead area full of warehouses. They drive up to a particularly small one with a large bare car park surrounding it. So it's the only building in its immediate vicinity. The van pulls up to the back of the building. You can't see what's going on, but you think you hear the sound of an automatic door opening up for them. You see two people in dark sunglasses, totally unnecessary for this time of night, step out. And even though you can't see what they're doing, you have a suspicion that they are taking your pod out of their van and moving it inside this building. Once they're done, they come around to the front and they enter the building through a regular door. You and Matt exit his car and go for the door. Locked. And whatever opening was around the back, the thing you assumed was an automatic door, you can't see or feel or find anything at all. Weird. You keep looking around the building. The only thing you find is an air vent on one side of the building, low to the ground, small enough that Matt cannot squeeze into it. You can, though. I'll wait in the car. Good luck. It isn't a long vent. After just a few seconds, you come face to face with a grill in front of you. There's a side passage going left, but you'll worry about that later. You crawl up to the grill and you peer through it. The room on the other side is quite bare. You're inside the west wall, and the front door to the room is in the south wall. Not far from the door, you see a briefcase sitting on the floor with a cell phone on top of it. (laughs) Is it the room or the drawing? (laughs) It's the drawing! (laughs) I'm like, okay, because I know that you just said that there's no rush. I'm like, okay, I gotta do this really fast. I'm like, okay, I don't have time to like draw a really detailed phone. So I'll just do like a little thing. I'm like, 
the briefcase is just like a rectangle with, but I drew the little handle. Yeah, oh, that's like, called why? a briefcase. Everything Kara. is a rectangle you know or a, a phallus. It's it's one of the two. <laughs> like but I'm sitting like, here expecting Kara to put in legitimate artistic skill. I was going to show this. I'm like, these are my notes and they're terrible so far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I bothered putting the handle. There's no way I'd remember it's a briefcase on its own. And if I have to write a dummy arrow that says briefcase, could have skipped the handle, but I did it automatically. <laughs> you, the best thing is uh, you draw it as best you can and then you absolutely do not label it so you can test yourself later to see how much Ooh. you trust your past self. Yeah, hard mode. I like it. Over on the east wall is a poster. And against the north wall, there is a large control panel of buttons and levers and your two mystery followees, these secret agents, are standing in front of this. I'm going to call them J and K. That's not going to be confusing at all. <laughs> oh, you're right. I was making a men in black joke, but that's literally our initials. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but you picked the right two for this room. If oh, it was. no, it wasn't intentional at all. I'm actually pretty upset about it. I have a big old scribble now in the middle of my perfect, <laughs> my otherwise photorealistic map of this room. That's OK. They'll get names in a moment as well. Well, I wish I hadn't been written. A, a, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> now, the north wall itself is actually made of glass. It is one huge sheet of glass. And on the other side of that glass is a special little viewing chamber. Inside, your pod sits in there. Along with some other crumpled piece of debris and a tall gas canister. It's an extraterrestrial craft, Carolyn. No doubt about it. That's one of the humans. The full craft. Not in great condition. That piece beside it was pretty much stuck in the back. A collision of some sort. We should gas the whole chamber quickly. Of course we're going to gas it. Just tell me you didn't do your... Sorry. Hang, hang on. A metallic ding has sounded. Going to get some good folly work from Billy in the post? Yeah. yeah excellent. The room is echoey, but you think it came from the cell phone. Yep. The exasperated-sounding human, uh, Carolyn, you gather her name was, walks over, picks up the phone, mumbles a few words, tosses it back down. As I was saying, Todd, please tell me you didn't do your weird blood thing. You have to know how extraterrestrial material interacts with our DNA. Putting some of my blood in there is safer than any other way. I get that, but the way you do it is just so... Uh, whatever. Ah! Oh, this time, both of them go to the back of the room. They look at the phone screen. They mutter to each other about the latest message. And then after a moment, they head back to the panel. You analyze your surroundings. You don't think you could take these two humans in a fight. But you have to get your pod back and quickly before they start experimenting on it. You don't know what this weird blood thing is they're talking about. <laughs> And I don't want to find out either. Oh my god. You didn't do your weird blood thing, did you? <laughs> that is a sentence you never want to hear in any context, and also one that I'm going to be working into every conversation I have for the next week. I feel like that's the exact wrong amount of information you want about somebody doing something like that. Any less, and it's left to the imagination, any more, and it explains everything that's in the uncanny valley of blood things. <laughs> also, Kara, not an appropriate thing for a trans woman to say to a cis woman. What? You just did your weird blood <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> That took so me a hot upset. second. I'm like, where? What, what really sketchy place is Bill about to go with this? Not oh, oh. <laughs> it's a good one. I'm happy with that one. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we haven't even started with clue number one, and I am I'm literally sweating. Mom's spaghetti. I gotta calm down. Okay, like, like we have a room in front of us, and then we have a room off the room, and I. We have to get into the other room eventually, I would assume. Right, Kara? Possibly. So the phone and the briefcase are on the same wall that the door to the main room is, yes? Yes, they're right near the door. Is it on the so far side of the door from us? Does it matter? 
doesn't matter too much. Either way, it's going to be okay. well outside of your reach. You're just sitting inside your little vent staring out. Wonderful. Does the great have any obvious ways of opening? You have a look at the vent that you're sitting in. It's cold, it's metallic. The grate that is separating you from the room is held on with large screws. That said, they are not very tight. You twist them a little and they loosen easily. As long as you are careful and don't accidentally drop them against the metal of the vent, you could probably get it open without the humans noticing and push the grate aside. That said, it's going to be extremely difficult for you to actually walk out of it without them noticing. You're not quite that sneaky. Oh, but the luxury of not having to roll decks to not <laughs> drop the screw. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I could picture that for you right now. It's like, no, oh, clank. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> What's the deal with this poster? It's way over the other side of the room. You can't see a huge amount of detail from where you are. You'll need to get a better look at it once you're in the room. You don't recognize it from your studies of Earth, but you assume it's a TV show or a movie or something. So we're in like a maintenance vent right now or, or an air duct or something like that, right? Yeah, it's on, it's on floor level. So you're not peering down from above. You are at basic floor level. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything unusual about the briefcase? As far as you can see, again, a bit of a squint. You can't see too much detail, but no, it looks like what you would expect a briefcase to look like. Presumably it is locked. Okay. And it has a handle, right? It's very important to know. Yes. <laughs> Does it have the it's, handle? Uh, weirdly, it has three. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, if you do it with one handle, you'd be a fool. <laughs> well, now it just looks <laughs> like a cross. <laughs> Anything unusual about the main door? Not as far as you can tell from here. Looks cool. like a door. Uh, I'm just going around the room. Um, anything <laughs> that I can see from here about the control panel? Very little is going to give you a good amount of detail from where okay. you are. You have a fantastic view of the vent that you are in. Great. And you can see where the humans are in the room. And they're basically in front of the control panel, staring through the glass, debating what they're going to do next. Now, you mentioned that there was a, a path off to the left as we crawled yeah. through the grate, right? Yes, there was. Which would take us by the, the pod room, in theory. You give it a look. You can crawl down there to test that theory. It doesn't go for very long before this side passage hooks right, comes to an exit. Mm. No grate this time. You could, in theory, oh, not great. jump right out. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, you can see... If you jumped out, you would be right in that extra viewing chamber. Your pod is just meters in front of you. The big gas canister is right next to you. But yes, the, I drew it in the right place. <laughs> but the humans are looking right this way. Are the other walls of this room normal walls or are they also glass? The others are normal walls. It's just the one that's glass. Groovy. There was some debris next to the pod. Can we take a look at that real yeah. quick? That's that over generous. the far side, so oh, you can't okay. see it too clearly. Your pod is in the way of that one. So I can't just grab Kara by the ankles and, and shimmy her in to go grab it and bring it back or anything like that without me being seen. We're the same person, right? Yeah, in the in the conceit of this universe, you're the same alien. Oh, yeah, we're alone. So we've got two rooms here that we probably shouldn't enter either at the moment with the state of play as it is because of... Uh, Carolyn and Todd. Mm. So I think what we really got to aim to do is is distract them or get their attention somehow. Yeah. What it sounds like to me in terms of things we have like hands-on access to, we can unscrew the grill to the first room. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to go in, but we could take the screws. Absolutely. Oh, good. I'm point always there. interested in adding things to my inventory. <laughs> I wonder if we could take the screws and like. Use them very the metal gear like. Uh, no, just uh, just somewhere to to ding off the ground and and cause a distraction. Um, you know, for three to five seconds. I don't know what permanent end that would have, but the the remember the cell phone did make a ding sound as its alert noise. Oh, and there's only one type of ding sound, Kara. So that's true. Galileo taught us that. So yeah, it seems like we really don't have an alternative here. You want to take the uh, grate off, well, pocket a couple screws, and start chucking? <laughs> can I, since the gas canister is right next to us, can I ask more questions about that? That one you can take a look at, yeah. Great. This gas canister, it's tall. 
as far as you know, it's probably full of whatever it's full of. It's got a very long hose attachment that the gas would come out of, all curled up in a big pile right next to you. You take a look at the label. Extremely potent sleeping gas. This must be in case these people think they've caught a live alien. They want to subdue it without killing it. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. If you hadn't jumped out of your pod as soon as you crashed it this afternoon... Yeah, this gas would probably be aimed squarely at you right now. And you take a look, it appears that whatever controls the on-off for this gas is remotely controlled in some way. Maybe the control panel's got something to do with that. Oh. So I think the only thing we haven't really explored yet, uh, Kara, is our own blood. (laughs) That's true. I feel like we probably have a good sense of our own blood. See, you'd think that, but now all of a sudden I've got blood on the brain, so I want to make sure. <laughs> well, that's a serious condition. You need to go to the ER right <laughs> that, now. That is a related problem to our current dilemma, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> to the best of your knowledge, your blood is perfectly functional right now. Okay, so we've got access to the ding, the phone dings, the screws might ding. So we can ding with the screw, which I think maybe will ha- make them turn towards the screw or turn towards the phone briefly. At which point, maybe we could grab the hose for the gas canister and like snake it through. Maybe here? if we if we split up on this. Uh, now, no, how many? All, we can't split up. There's. We're I'm. I have this head cannon mm-hmm. that we can split up. And that I'm head not going to be a problem for us. <laughs> I have a head cannon that I can control men in black agents with my brain. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help me though. I, I'm assuming that if we were to reach in and grab the hose for the gas, despite it being right next to us, we would be seen. If you were to do that now with them looking straight at you, yes. You can sort of hear them talking about it. They're actually discussing right now turning the gas on. Let's uh, turn the gas on. In just a moment, saying, oh, what sort of levels are we going to need? Should we just max it out? So, yeah, they're getting ready to do it themselves right about now. Okay. So, yeah, let's ready a screw to use as a distraction. Let's ready a few more to use somehow as projectiles if needs be sure sure yeah let's pocket as many screws as we can oh yeah fill the inventory i hope we're not doing encumbrance what a sad little alien who picks up four screws and has to deal with encumbrance (laughs) well all right you've you've got them they are ready to roll whenever you want jay shall we do this i think we shall yeah fire when ready throw a screw over in the corner by the phone all right, you imagine the dinging of that phone as best you can, and you give one of the screws just a little flick and try to get it to the best area, and it lands, and it makes a perfect little against the uh, wall and floor as it hits. We are so Pretty good, good at job. acoustical physics. That was really impressive. Both of the humans, they jump and they whirl around. Ah, come on, says Carolyn. You've got to help me reply. He clearly hates me right now. They both hurry to the back of the room, look at the phone. There's no message. There's a bit of panic to his voice. Where's the, where's the message? The phone went off. Where did it put the message? Um, it's got to be somewhere. Ah, they struggle to locate an imaginary message on their phone. They could be there for a couple of minutes. So if you wanted to do a little bit of movement around the other side of the glass where they won't hear you, could be your chance. So I think we should get the hose for the gas and sneak it through the duct into this room. How long of a hose are we talking? Do you think it would reach? It's a good solid pile. Not only do you think it could reach, you think there'd be enough pile of hose left over that they might not even see that something has changed about it. That's quite a good coincidence. You're so ingenious. That is my favorite (laughs) variety of hose. (laughs) You slide back through the vent to the other side, to the chamber. You look out to the glass. Carolyn and Todd still at the back of the room pouring over that phone. So you... Reach out, you seize the end of the hose, unravel it as much as you need to, scurry back, point the hose into the main room, and you yourself maybe keep back a little bit for this part. Yeah. Pretty soon the humans give up. Well, maybe it was a false alarm, like a random app alert or something. Must have been. So, gas time? Gas time! (laughs) They head back to the control panel, they turn a dial as far as it will go and a faint hissing noise enters the air. Surely they're able to hear that, but eh, they've already 
proven that sound might not necessarily be their strong point if they think all dings sound the same. <laughs> all smells, apparently, because even you can get a whiff of it, and this stuff is not odorless. You hold your breath, you move back to the back of the vent, way away from where it's coming out, and uh, you watch, you listen... Apparently the humans do not hold their breath at all because after a few minutes you hear their knees buckle and their bodies fall to the floor, totally unconscious. Good. They seemed really stressed out. They they deserve a break. Yeah, no, take this one off for sure. They'll thank poor, you poor in things. the end. They're exactly. clearly embroiled in a toxic work culture. Whoever's texting them does not seem very nice. And and I will say this far too excited to turn on sleeping gas in an empty room. <laughs> There's nothing to put to sleep there. It's a preventative measure at best for them. I, I think that they are too engrossed in their work. I'm glad to give them a break. Well, that does suggest that they haven't opened the pod. So now I'm wondering That's where the true. blood got involved. <laughs> yeah, always worth it. But yeah, now there is nothing to stop you from entering either room. Of course, uh, turning off that gas is probably your first port of call. But after that, total freedom now. Okay, great. Let, so, And we can hold our breath long enough to get to the dial and turn it off? Yeah. I think we do that, right? Yeah. You have eight lungs. It's one of your specialties. Oh, is okay. Let me put that me... in my inventory. Lungs, parentheses, eight. eight. Oh, but now you're encumbered. That's a now lot of lungs. Encumbered. Oh, we're just going to uh, have to drop the screws, I guess, to make it to the control panel. <laughs> no. We suffer. We'll, we'll uh, move it half speed. Faster. There we go. Yeah, half speed and dodge. Uh, let's do it, right, Jay? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, head over to the control panel. See if there's an obvious button or lever that controls the gas. You saw which one they turned to make it happen. That's the one I'm going to unthing. Yep, you go straight for that one and you hear the hiss die down. And then it's gone. Takes a little bit for the gas to dissipate, but doesn't take too long for you to feel comfortable breathing again. And the humans, they're, they're still fine. They're still dozing. Do I have a sense that they might awaken if I were to, say, loot their bodies? <laughs> you feel extremely confident that they would not wake up if you looted their bodies. Ooh, let's loot the bodies. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you give them a pat down, no weapons. The only thing you can find even in their wallets is an ID that confirms that their names. Uh, Todd, full name apparently, Todd Gelden, good to know. He's got a small prick on his finger with a drop of dried blood on it. All right, but you don't find anything else, nothing interesting, nothing useful. And to be honest, you can't tell whether the lack of anything important on them means that they are actually not working for the government or they're the best secret government alien investigators the world has ever known. Yeah, it's a bit of a horseshoe that way. All right, I have to do something before I move on, Kara, and it's very important to me that you don't ask why. I need to remove Todd's pants. I mean, I've never wanted to, to do anything more in my life than ask why. But we why. all agreed. We can't ask why. That's true. I did sign that waiver up top. <laughs> you removed the pants. That Jay gets one free question. That's, that's my freebie. I'm taking advantage of it. You remove the pants. You can take the pants. Again, encumbrance problems, but you'll deal with it. You still don't find anything exciting. <laughs> Poor Todd. <laughs> What is happening right now? I Am I being know. pranked? We're just going to keep going. We're not even releasing this episode. This is all just an elaborate, weird prank on me. That's it. No, I'm I just, mean, Jay, I am really wondering how you are going to destroy the puzzles with this pants idea. Oh, no, I made a promise to one of my stream players that the first thing I would do when I had agency was remove somebody's pants. So I'm just fulfilling oh, okay. that obligation. Oh, right. so much there's no ulterior motive. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold wait, on. Terrifying. Wait, I did. wait. What's who's what's the name of the person? On, uh, on El Guapo. He goes El by El Guapo. Oh, well I then Guapo. we'll just quickly yeah. we'll just quickly say you remove the pants, you pull them down. Nothing interesting. No new objects. There's a tattoo on the inside of his left thigh that says El Guapo, uh, but other than that, nothing. Nothing interesting. Oh, well, that was a big old waste of time. Then I guess <laughs> yeah. I saw, I apologize for that, Kara. <laughs> I don't know. I had a good time. <laughs> uh, the ID card doesn't have, like, what is the ID card from? It looks like just a driver's license. Exactly huh. as it should be. Nothing suspicious okay, no about it Okay, no match or anything. No, nothing weird. Wouldn't be useful for anything in this room. It's just to confirm that they, at least we're using each other's real names. Okay. 
Shall we start rolling perception on everything, Jay? I was about to with the control panel. You had said there were a couple buttons, a couple levers. We know what one of them does. Mm -hmm. uh, can we take a look at the rest of the, the controls Indeed. on it? Indeed. There are dozens, buttons, switches, levers. That said, a lot of them don't seem to connect to anything. You're going through, you take a look, just one of the unmarked buttons, you press it. It does that loose press that means it's not actually a working button. You know that unsatisfying fake mm -hmm. button press? Yeah, it oh. does that. And most of the unmarked buttons, you get the feeling that they're probably going to be the same. You pull a couple of levers and they're just loose, rattly things. And in fact, apart from the one dial that seemed to control the gas, there are only two buttons which are labeled and look like they might be a little bit functional. One of them is labeled L-V-E-H. Okay. L-V-E-H. That's it. H. And the other says R-K-N-H-E. Kara, that almost looks like it's like left and right to me. I don't know how we get there, but... You know, four-letter L word and a five-letter R word. It's possible. Immediately you go, oh, man, you've learned so many Earth languages. This one is clearly not one that you know. <laughs> but, uh. Must be that old Icelandic. No, I studied that. I would know. I'm, all, I'm on top of it. I think we should keep looking around and do the, like, get all of the information we possibly can. But because you said that left and right thing, now I have to, like, do one quick cipher check. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's clearly not what is it called a, a yeah it's not a, a straight substitution cipher, cipher just because the eh on one and the he on the other wouldn't wouldn't map to each other. Um, so there's there's some chicanery going on here. We just don't know what. <laughs> that's uh, should we go true. take a detailed look at the poster? Yeah, I'm getting mm -hmm. I'm guessing that we're not expected to have like deep working knowledge of various ciphers. This is true. So no. hopefully no, there'll no. be a key of some kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's um. Why don't we just work our way around the room, look at the poster? You can get a better look at it now. The first thing you notice is that this poster is being held in place by really long, really thick tape on all sides. And now for the poster itself, definitely looks like it's from a movie or TV show or something. It's got images that you haven't seen before and words. Again, words are absolutely meaningless to you. This hmm. one you're going to get an image of in the chat. Yeah, so for people at home, mm -hmm. you can see this in the show notes. Uh, but Jay, would you like to describe the poster for our listeners? Uh, I can do my level best for sure. So uh, there are three figures. One has spiky, oh. almost anime hair. Uh, <laughs> and I have a bit of a color vision issue. So uh, Kara, would That's... you describe the color? Yeah, the um, colors luckily don't matter a huge amount in this one. Okay, we'll call it uh, blurple then. Perfect. <laughs> uh, and there are two sinister-looking people on either side, one with long hair uh, looking vaguely feminine, and one with almost, like, Moe's haircut from the Three Stooges, but parted <laughs> in the front. Huh. Uh, there is a star in the background behind the three of those uh, those profile heads, uh, there are three stars uh, equidistantly spaced on the bottom, uh, left, middle, and right. And then in the center, uh, there is a bunch of what would look like wording if this were a language we could read. Yeah, so feeling more confident that we're going to have to find some kind of cipher key at some point. Mm -hmm. Now that we're inside, can we take a look at the west wall? Is there anything on that? Oh, good thinking. Uh, besides the vent itself, this wall is completely bare. Nothing but the satisfaction of having thought of a smart thing. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Right. Uh, how about um, that door that's in the south wall? You take a look at that door. You know that it was locked from the outside. From the inside, it seems like you can open it just fine. Huh. You, you could just oh. walk out and leave if you wanted. Oh. That would be so can deeply unsatisfying, though. But now it's all I want to do. <laughs> I just want to walk out and open up a frozen yogurt place and just start a new life. Yep. But I know that's not in the spirit. <sighs> if only you could take, you could get your pot out with you, then everything would be just fine. You'd already have finished. Yeah, it does feel very yeah, much like but... a two-step process here. There's a, look, I'll tell you, there's a frozen yogurt machine in the pod. If you can get it working again, <sighs> that'll there's save you a lot a on capital investment to set up the business. This is how they get you every time. Every time. Can we peek out of the door and see what's on the other side of the door? You can't. Right outside, it's the car park. 
Okay, so that's the door they came in, presumably. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Well, that felt fruitless, but world building. So thank you. Yeah. Very much a door that you can technically go out of. Okay. Most of what you want appears to be inside the room. So who knows if you actually want to. <laughs> All right. It's an escape room. Um, right. Let's look at this briefcase. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. As you suspected, it is locked with a four digit combination lock. You see, you pick it up. It feels light, but still full. Like it does have a lot of stuff inside it, but nothing amazingly heavy. You also spot the tiniest drop of blood by the handle. Oh, All right, the, this must be Todd's. I hope so. <laughs> I don't want to introduce yeah. two different weird blood things into this scenario. I don't know that we're zoned for it, frankly. Uh, is it set on a number right now that looks important? Sadly, now nah, they've just zeroed the whole thing. Well, that was terribly mean of them. I'm going to write a sternly and worded letter after this. Just for the heck of it. What are the hinges on this briefcase like? What do briefcases look like? Yep. Okay, let's I go feel like that. that answers my question. <laughs> if you don't I've, know, I've then seen that's a briefcase before. I, I know how briefcases look. Look, I know that you're not supposed to overcomplicate things in this sort of thing, but you're also supposed to look at everything. Oh, yeah. Really? Just looking at everything. Yeah. Well, I think all we have left in this room is the cell phone itself. We haven't looked at that. Yeah. Yet. Let's look at the phone. You pick it up. Oh, it's unlocked. You didn't expect that. You kind of thought humans locked everything by this point. Sadly, not much of any use in here. The only numbers in the call history are blocked. All the text messages are deleted. There's one photo in the images that looks like uh, another one that's just set to be the wallpaper. Looks exactly like the poster. So you figure that whoever owns this phone just happens to be a big fan of a particular franchise, whatever it might be. But it doesn't seem like the phone is actually going to give you anything much. Now, now when you poster... say the wallpaper looks similar to the poster, if I were to look at them side by side, would they look exactly alike? The ca- It might be like a different shot from the same series. So same oh, characters, rats. different pose. But is there the same lettering on the phone photo? No, this one doesn't have those words. It's just a picture version. The phone did its dinging. It may have been played out. Yeah. It, it may have served its purpose. Fair enough. Well, I think we've we've well and truly kind of checked out everything in this room. There's still the other room that we haven't looked at in detail because we had to go in very quickly to grab that gas uh, pipe. Mm. I mean, there is still some stuff that we haven't done here. There's big, wide, perhaps abnormally wide tape holding the poster on the wall. Yeah. Oh, true. Could we perhaps true. remove that tape? Yeah, it's very sturdy tape, but you do manage to get the poster down. Luckily, the poster itself is also, it's still paper, but it's thick enough that when you try to peel the tape off it, nothing rips, nothing breaks. And it, the tape has still a lot of adhesive on it. So it could you could put the poster right back up again and there'd be no problem. Sadly, there is nothing hidden behind the poster. But now we have access to tape. Oh, yeah. Heavy, the next heavy, step in our ridiculously circuitous tape. plan. I mean, so we could go check out the other room, mm-hmm. which we should do. There are two very large buttons. Actually, I don't know if you said they're large or if I just drew them real big. <laughs> they get bigger and bigger every time you look at them. Yeah, they're <laughs> glowing red. One of them, I think, is whispering my name. We could press a button, but we shouldn't, right? We should, not yet, right? Unless you want to, because like if you wanted to, I mean, we pressed a bunch of other buttons on the control panel, didn't we? To find out that they weren't buttony buttons. Ah, but they weren't labeled. Well, then why did we push them and not the labeled buttons, Kara? Um, Yeah, I guess let's go check out the other room for pressing buttons, even though it goes against every fiber of my being. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we should look at this, uh, this Debris that we got. Oh, yeah. Debris! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was that <laughs> was that a Ray Romano yeah <laughs> a little bit yeah yes. oh my god amazing <laughs> you head over to this random broken piece of something it looks a bit like it's made of fiberglass but not quite you have no idea what this is made of actually And you try to remember what the humans said. They said that they found it wedged into the back of your pod. Is this what hit you and made you crash? 
it, it kind of just looks like space junk, which is pretty bad luck. <sighs> well, you take a look at it. The actual design of this thing is unremarkable. Again, it's just a random piece of nothing. But it does have something unusual going on, because uh, scrawled onto the top edge in blood are three small symbols. You get the oh feeling God. you know what the blood thing is now. Uh, yes, for people at home, you can see these symbols in the show notes, but uh, Kara is going to describe them to you. Okay, so we've got three symbols. One uh, looks like an O with a circumflexe on it. If, if you speak French, mm-hmm. it's a little carrot hat, which generally in French indicates that uh, in English there would be an S after that. That's not relevant to the puzzle, but it is a fun French fact. I like <laughs> knowing stuff. The second one looks like a letter J with an extra curly swoop and perhaps a slightly narrower than average serif at the top of the J. And then the third one is uh, sort of like a branch or a hand. It's a vertical line that uh, about two thirds away up the line branches out into four straight little tributaries. So it's like a little stick figure with four fingers that are of same length and no thumb, asking the teacher to call on them. <laughs> or it's like of a four-year-old or trying to draw a fork. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so nothing immediately jumping to mind looking at these symbols, Kara. I don't know I'm if you at them sideways. the same way, right? It does kind of look like a funny little man, but I think that might just be me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's jumping out to me yet, unfortunately. If this is Todd's blood, presumably, Mm. he said he wanted to find out how human blood would interact with their machine. But if if it was just like a basic reactive thing, he could have drawn anything. Yeah, it seems like whatever the, like, maybe he is just a big old nerd. He likes his weird TV shows. He likes his weird symbols. That's the impression you're getting off him. Why do some random symbols when you can do something cool? Like, right, there's right. got to be something to that These for sure. Um, do we want to take a look at our pod itself while we're here? Yes. Uh, I'm just trying to compare the blood symbols to the poster real quick. But yeah, let's look at the pod. Your dear, dear pod. It's dinged, it's crumpled, but you have oh. fixed worse. It'll be fine as long as you can get it out of this chamber so you can spend a couple of hours working on it in private. Oh, yeah. But, okay, however the humans got it in here, if there was a door somewhere, you cannot see it. You cannot find how they got it in here. You look over at the vent. The vent is way too small. You rack your brains for other ideas. How are you going to get this out? You do notice the actual real door is wide enough to fit your pod. If you could get your pod to the door, that would be great. Interesting, but it, it seems like that's the, the problem to solve at the moment, for sure. Mm. Well, presumably, there's a hidden loading gate in here. Mm-hmm. How heavy is the pod? Uh, you, you've had some practice at dragging it around. It's not super light, but okay. you, you can manage a little bit. It's, it's too heavy that I couldn't, say, pick it up strongman style and throw it through the glass? You give it you give it your best shot. You're not very good at holding it up. Quite frankly, the pod the pod is a little weak. You saw how much damage crashing into a hedge did to it. Crashing through glass is probably not something within its capability. You yourself also are quite weak. You examine the glass. It there aren't any secret compartments or openings in the glass. It is still just glass though. So were you more of a strong man and your pod more of a strong pod? You would consider that viable. It's just not within your personal skill set. All right. I'll, I'll take that as the personal attack it is, and that's fine now. <laughs> I think it's time to press some buttons. I think it is button o'clock, yeah. Which one would you like to press? Oh, no, I want to do this, like, old Hunt for Red October-style Soviet launching the nuke, so... We're going to push them at the same time, I think. What? That's a, wait, no, let's not do that. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Wait, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Is this part of your headcanon still that there's two of us? Maybe. Well, we Did have you two hands. Again? You have okay, at least two hands. But let's, but let's 
The goal is to figure out what the buttons do. It's A-B <laughs> testing, not AB testing. The important thing is that A and B are two separate things. Fine, do it the inefficient way. Push them each one at a time. Let's press the You press the leve button and, oh, okay. Inside the viewing chamber, a narrow pipe descends from the ceiling and it shoots a jet of fire downwards right at your pod and the debris. You hastily press the button again to make it stop. Okay. Okay. Your pod pod is a bit singed, but like any good spacecraft, it's built to withstand temperature, so you won't have killed it. Good to know. What about the debris? The debris also looks like it has managed just fine. The, it, the blood it, has it not been was, affected at all. No, it's all good. I don't think blood is flammable. That, that's why it's weird blood, Kara. It's fireproof. <laughs> Shall we press the other button? Rekenhi? You press that one. Inside the chamber, a pipe descends from the ceiling, and a jet of water shoots out right down at your pod and the debris. You can smell it a bit through the vent. It's clean, it's fresh, non-salty. You wait for it to stop, but it just keeps going until eventually some of it actually starts dribbling through the vent into this room. So you press the button again, and that does the trick. Your pod, of course, to look at it, totally fine. But um, this time you can't say the same about the debris. You suppose that wasn't fiberglass at all, because just a few moments in the water... It is corroding like crazy. It is going a funny color. It is crumpling up. It is shrinking under itself. How strange. It did not like that water at all. You make a quick note of what the blood symbols look like because you're not going to be able to see them very soon. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not saying we should necessarily do this right now, but Mm -hmm. a thought that I'm having, we could potentially use the tape from the poster to seal up the vent that leads to the glass viewing room. And because if the water is infinite, we could flood the whole room. I don't know necessarily what that would do, but maybe if there is some sort of, you know, it's like when you're, when you get a flat tire in your bike, the way to find where the leak is, Mm -hmm. is you inflate it and you submerge it in the tub and you see where the bubbles are. Oh, that is really clever. So if there was a, a gap or something where we couldn't see, the water would flow through there and maybe give us an indication. Oh, I love that. Potentially. But I think maybe let's not do that yet. Okay. The big thing that I'm noticing with these letters right now is the left button uh, triggered fire, the right button triggered water. And I think that the letters on the labels are going to map to the words fire and water kind of one to one. Right, because it's four letters and five letters, but we already established it's not a straight substitution. Right. Um, so, but we have something to kind of work off of. Uh, at yeah, Because yeah, yeah. if you look Absolutely. at like the E-H and the H-E, those would map to R-E and E-R and fire and water. So I think there's some mileage there. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you established it wasn't a rotational sort of cipher where mm. each letter perfectly maps to one however many away from it. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of kidding before about color coding. But I, I do have red and blue markers. I've, <laughs> I've written out the alphabet here. Nice. And I'm... We also, uh, this is what we said, we've got a Google Doc for. We've oh, just got a Google plain Doc. version that you can write on that have uh, the poster words on it. But yes. without all of the pictures. Yeah, if you wanted okay. to, rather than if write, if you wanted helps. to mess around with the message from the poster. Um, well, I am working on Google it. Doc while oh, while Kara oh, was coming up with that genius I water idea, I was transposing onto paper. So I'm working with the letters Perfect. right now. Right. That'll do it too. Uh, right now, I'm just filling in. Um, I'll show you kind of visually with my, my terrible handwriting. So I have uh, the letters from the poster here. Uh, and then right above them, I'm just kind of writing in the la- letters as they would substitute based on what we just figured out from the button. So like every time I see an H, I'm putting an E instead. Every time I see an L, I'm putting an F, that kind of substitution. Yeah, because they're L-V-E-H you're thinking is fire is fire F I R E. is f yeah. v is i e is r and h is e and so exactly. you start to sub those into the message and i think that might give me enough to kind of oh. wheel the fortune back solve what this probably says Ooh. from there mm. so okay i'm just gonna just to make sure we don't lose the original i'm just going to mm-hmm. copy and paste that there you go and because i'm smart I'm going to do 
uh, find a fi- and replace. A find and replace right now. Oh, God, oh clever girl. So, ba 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 Because I'm trying to leave the top one untouched. For E, we're substituting R. Mm-hmm. I know we should be like working together on this, but we're absolutely doing this compatibly, and I I'm not mad at that. I mean, doubles our odds of one of them being an answer, right? I've also given up on keeping the original because it's yeah. Who needs messing the original? with my head? I have like three letters to sort out here is where I'm at. I think I've got it, Kara. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But what if, hear me out, and I'm just saying maybe let's weigh all of the options. <laughs> I've, just, I've just jumped back to the document that you're using. <laughs> My God. What if hypothetically, I'm just, just want video you know, proof here real crazy quick. idea. Uh, what if, and I know, look, you're going to hate this idea as soon as I say it, but, you know, don't. Uh, well, that's just nonsense, isn't it? <laughs> wait, with a bat. Do something with a bat. Oh, right, because wait, because not, not all the letters. Yes, you do not have every letter. Yeah, so you've now substituted in those original letters, but as, as you can see, like... There are more letters that were not contained in the words fire and water. So now the game is to try and figure the out what those afoot. other letters could be. And I think I've got it, yeah. And I think Jay's been doing that for the entire time. You've been trying to work out the system. Well, oh, that's 100% what I've been doing. Great. Oh, with a hat, with a hat. Oh, the, with, the, with a hat, because B is H. B I'm is do, I'm doing H. it. I'm a genius. And it... And surprisingly, the word before with actually is not in the cipher. So it's just yas with a hat. <laughs> yas with a hat. I'm, I'm going to let you have your fun with this, Kara. No, Jay, you have a stream to do. What is it? What's it say? All right. It says, even with two thumbless hands, one man with a hat can defeat 99 seahorses. Now I wish I didn't know the answer. <laughs> True words were never spoken. Which sounds an awful lot to me, Kara, like a really clever way to hide the numbers two, one, nine, and nine. And as a quote, uh, a, a movie quote, it totally makes sense if you've read the extended universe books. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think Kara, I was able to go through and using the the letters as they map to fire and water from the control yeah. panel, uh, looking at that gobbledygook that's on the poster. I think I've been able to kind of translate out what it says if we replace the right letters and, and kind of fill in the gaps in a in a sensible way. All of the things you came up with were words. That's true. Shall we try shall we try those numbers in the briefcase? I very much think so. Yeah. It looks like two one nine nine if you want to give it a shot. You put those numbers into the briefcase and it doesn't unlock. Okay. Cause well, see, this is stupid. The, mm. It's a terrible briefcase. <laughs> no, 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 no. But so, okay. The hinges are broken. There's, there's the, the dude with a hat. The mm-hmm. J could, could be a seahorse. And it's a thumbless hand. Oh, those are the these simple are the blood thinking. Symbols. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back and examine this corroded piece of Debris. Yeah, it's just, it, it's basically withered down to nothing by now. You can just see the remains of it. And yeah, from what you can see, the first one. You, you suppose that looks like a head with a hat? Mm. Definitely been saying with a hat. Last one, definitely. Yeah, I see that now. You yeah. even des- you described it as a thumbless hand. And yeah. the J one, the more you look at its head, the more you think that could look like a seahorse head. If we take the numbers from the, the line and we go in the order of the blood prints, I think we can rearrange it to go 1992. Do you want to try that? Sure. Sorry, I just, I really like the phrase, the order of the blood prints. <laughs> By the order of the blood prints, I am here to take you away. My favorite Dark Souls covenant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jay, you said that with a lot of confidence. So I am going to choose to believe that it made sense and not slow the podcast down by asking <laughs> you to say it four more times for me. Let's do it. Well, yeah, Kara, because we have one man with a hat. 99 seahorses and two thumbless hands. So if you go in that order, one, 99, and two. 
Uh, you put 1992 into the briefcase lock, and it clicks open this time. <gasps> I order the blood prints I command you open! <laughs> <laughs> It's much better off, like, leaning away from the microphone. Yeah. And then you go, oh, man, could have just checked Todd's license. He was probably born in 1992, wasn't he? Damn it. Bloody Todd. Oh, I was going to guess the 92 is when the show started. Uh, Probably that as well. You're just guessing at that point. Either way, 1992 was the code for the briefcase. Well done. You lift up the lid. And inside, all right, all right. You find some medium-sized sheets of material. <laughs> uh, at, okay, at first, you aren't sure what they are. You, you try to think what they might remind you of. And actually, you get something. Uh, the engineers on your planet put, some, they put, put stuff up around themselves on the rare occasion that they're experimenting with water, and you believe that these are meant to be extremely water-repellent textiles. Uh, oh. You give them a bit of a feel, and you do get the impression they would be quite waterproof. Okay, so maybe this and the tape closes oh, up there you the go. panel. That might be exactly what we need. I like where you're thinking. Yeah, because the you tape give probably wouldn't be enough. Okay. Well, is there anything else in the briefcase? No, that was it. Well, I guess then, yeah, let's do it. All right, so you take your tape. You take these waterproof sheets. They're pretty sizable. You probably only need one of them. And you crawl back through the vent to the chamber side and making sure that you're on the correct side, (laughs) that you don't trap yourself. You put up the material and you tape it up on all sides. You make sure that you've got a full seal. Just to be sure, you give it a bit of a kick and it bounces right back. It barely moves. You've done this properly. You think that you have made a completely watertight seal over this vent. Fantastic. Let's push the fire button. (laughs) <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> I am, I will say, I am curious about the corroding, not fire burr glass, but I guess mm. we'll, like, that's that seems unresolved to me. So there may be more fire in our future. Well, one would hope, um, but I think, yeah, for now, yeah. it's it's time to, uh, to fill up this bad boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You press that water button again. You're back into the main room now, and it starts to pour out. You wait. And uh, you wait. Wow, uh, one tap takes a really long time to fill up a room. Uh, but after minutes, the water level starts to rise and your canvas across the vent holds. And eventually the whole testing chamber is filling and filling and the faucet just keeps pumping more water in. You're waiting to see if you can see any little holes appear. But apparently you have made that room 100% watertight. Again, you have no freaking clue how they got your pot in there that just seems to be a mystery question that humans have some sort of secret door skill that you have not figured out but what you do notice is that as the water gets fuller and fuller the glass starts to just get a little bit of a tension feel to it oh kara we should put the blast doors down In fact, you hear the first cracks before you see them, and immediately, because you're a very good person, the first thing that occurs to you is to hurry over to the two unconscious agents and uh, pull them out the open door so that nothing's going to happen to them. Yes, of course, that's what I thought. I I thought of it right away. I remembered they were there. Of course I did. You do notice them starting to stir a little bit as you move them across the ground, but you know what? You'll worry about that later. You head back into the room, crack, crack, the water pushes, it's pressing up against the glass, it's finding anything even conceivably a weak point, and then all at once, it is a flood. The glass is gone, water slams you into the back wall, it rushes to all its new exit points, it's uproariously loud. Once it's passed, you gasp for air, and you look at your pod, it's okay. The other bit of debris, oh, it is gone now. It's like a tiny little rubbish ball. It's completely broken in on itself. But your pod is fine. Oh, you scramble over for it. And oh, just uh, you, you start to pick it up. You drag it. You can even, you see that the hover button is still slightly working on it. So you managed to turn that on to give you a bit of gravity help. Mm. Oh, its wings are even still intact. Oh, this will be fine. Oh. You know what? You you head outside. You carry your pod with you. 
and, and the two agents are, are starting to sit up. Uh, oh dear. They're staring right at you. And oh. it's okay. We can at least outrun Todd. I never pull his pants back up. Right. Uh, yeah, you, you have a feeling that maybe these two aren't quite the sorts of people who'd keep quiet about alien matter as much as Matt will. You, you take a step towards them. You open your mouth to explain yourself. Their eyes are bulging out of their heads. <laughs> they shriek and they scramble to their knees, clawing to get away. And you roll your eyes. Come on. You aren't that scary. You're smaller than them. Anyway, all you want to do is leave. You try to assure them, don't worry, I'm just getting out of here. And then you feel a huge rumbling as something crashes into the ground behind you, completely squashing the little building that you were in. You turn around, and sitting in the middle of the car park is the biggest, most alien-looking spaceship you have ever seen. And you have no idea what planet it's from. <laughs> Importantly, Kara, do you know what that sounds like? What Somebody sound else's like? problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the next group. That's what that sound is. That's true. That is for our next guests to have to worry about. You have finished. Oh my Yay! God, we did it. We did it.